Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 240. 240 of the Fred Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. An exasperating sounding Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. I'm having as much problems as you are now, Josh. I'm <laughs> tripping See, over it. It's surprisingly difficult to say. <laughs> like, who who would have thought, like, four, four or five years ago that I'd still be running with this moniker? But, <laughs> hey, yo. Every time you say sure. that, I, I kind of picture um, Games Master and his monocle. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we could have gone, like, Courtney Cox from Friends or... Or monocle from Games Master. Either either way. Anyway, we're starting a podcast. You have heard some voices already. You've heard Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Who uh, needs a better catchphrase? So hello Josh. <laughs> yeah, hello Josh. <laughs> I mean that's we we're replacing like for like there, really, aren't we? Hello, yeah. Josh. Very, very formal. We've got Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi Matt. Hi Matt. Yes. You yeah. did the thing. And we have got Mr. Padabadabadabadadoo, yabadabadoom, it's Lee. You're right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, near bad. Near bad. <laughs> yeah. um, how are we, gentlemen? Are we okay? Are we having a good yeah, week? Yeah. Bad. Well, I mean, globally, we're not doing particularly great, are we? But <laughs> like, yeah, like, locally. Ignore, ignore well, everything that goes on outside of the four walls of your house and possibly the bit where you go to work yeah because that's all anybody does at the moment isn't it so something i was legitimately googling um this week was lead-lined rooms (laughs) 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 the the moron has um started warning that he might blow up chernobyl and create a global dirty bomb oh dear (laughs) well i mean they went through the red zone didn't they and they've also bombed other nuclear power plants so like this you know, does not sound. It doesn't it's, sound it's, good, <laughs> but it's fine because Britain sanctioned the manager. No, sorry, the owner of Chelsea Football Club. So all is well with the world. Oh, Take that. We've we've had like uh, jets and uh, army helicopters and stuff flying over our house recently, and it's just like, what's going on? It's, that's it's a bit really close to crazy. home, that isn't it? It is. He's directly threatening Sweden, and it's like, uh, oh man, come on. Let's. Uh, I've not been here long. <laughs> I'd like to enjoy it. I see it. Let Let's steer away from global global events anyway. And Economic meltdown. That's it. And and focus internally, where we can talk narcissistically about ourselves for about forty five minutes. And then we might get onto some news. Uh, so who wants to go first? Who wants to share what we've been up to this week? I, I've just noticed that Josh. I, I just like warning you mate there's some sort of monster at your window Ooh. i think it's venom isn't it yeah. <laughs> i think venom. it might be it, it, holy yeah, shit it, man it's venom. <laughs> well, there you go so josh is secretly spider-man i mean potentially i've not seen them in the same room so <laughs> and i mean tom holland's had three movies now so we are up for a reboot <laughs> maybe maybe they're looking to cast the, the uh man from birmingham <laughs> oh no, it's a corky see now. See? Oh dear. Uh, so, Josh, I guess you're up first. Oh, yeah, it looks like that way, doesn't Indeed. it? Indeed. And exciting stuff because you have, uh, you've you've dropped something this week, haven't you? 
Uh, yes, I've also I've dropped into the thirties now. Oh, oh, uh, welcome it's... to back pain. So <laughs> I, I I'm in that club now. Um, I'd like to say thank you for the uh, broken back. You know that was uh, much appreciated. Uh, yes, I also dropped a video on the wonderful pedal boards of Doom YouTube channel. Indeed, my trusty quad cortex and filthy. Ooh. German-inspired tones. Indeed, Vorsprung uh, guitar tone. It's it was sehr gut. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> so so uh, by German-inspired guitar tones, you of course mean uh, using Ramstein. kind of Ramstein uh, Ramstein-inspired tones, don't you? Not Kraftwerk. <laughs> not craft no not craft work. that's not that's the bit. next video that one yeah Dan, oh, right, okay. oh man if, if you, we don't do that sorry did i quit. did i spoil that my bad <laughs> you did kind of spoil that but never mind we we can gloss over that totally totally have to do that craft inspired yeah, you have to, like, i'm gonna talk about my favorite german it. band with all these like ramstein posters and a ramstein t-shirt on it i'm doing talk about my favorite German band, and Scorpions. then just start playing Kraftwerk stuff. <laughs> Brilliant. I've yeah. seen Kraftwerk live, or one of Kraftwerk, with Bill Bailey, actually, but, you know, it's close enough. Really impressive. Indeed. Yeah, they are actually really good, and Bill Bailey is, a, like, a god. I, so he was at Sonosphere the year I was there, and literally, I'd say he's probably the third best act that was there after Metallica and Slipknot. <laughs> like seriously just like for for getting the crowd going i moshed to the hokey cokey which <laughs> which he did with the guy from Kraftwerk, which was just yeah just <laughs> one of the weirdest experiences i've ever had was it was the hokey cokey but with german instead of english words and the guy from Kraftwerk there i've seen him do that like, and, the, uh, yeah so like funny. literally but obviously because of sonosphere it was a metal festival so there's like people just bouncing off things, spikes everywhere, just blood. It was just one of the craziest things I've ever experienced in my life. It that sounds like great fun. It was. Um, so I guess talking with the tones, it was um, because obviously playing in Bramstone tribute band, and I am horrendously anal when it comes to making the tones right. And if I could. I would use the exact amp models, but the Mesa just wasn't cutting it for me. And I saw that um, on the latest album, it was using Friedman's okay, yeah. um, in the studio. So I tried using the Friedman's and straight out of the box, I was just like, ah, is this, this sounds near enough spot on. Um, obviously, I don't have the ability to run through a Neve preamp as like he does with mm. these mics because the mic is quite unusual in the fact that he uses vocal mics on his caps. Yeah, yeah. you were saying about this the other day, and I, um, I found that really interesting. To be he, honest, he uses an M M one four nine and a U forty seven. Which I think the M one four nine by Neumann is something like eight and a half thousand pounds. So you know that wasn't really something that I was that you know at, you know I don't know what the equivalent of that would be <laughs> on the quad cortex to be quite honest. <laughs> so I didn't really have the option of of using that. So I had to fiddle around with some condenser mics and placements yeah. and managed to get it as close as. 
um, as I think possible. Uh, the, the tone that I struggled with was that back tough gain stroke, like crunch. Okay, yeah. Sort of sound. It's um, in their new song. He's using it in one of the verses. Um, but to try and actually re- then replicate that as a main term was quite difficult. If that makes any sense, it probably does to someone. I don't know. So, so what were the what were the issues you were running into with that then? Um, because I was I was kind of in the complete wrong mindset because I was using clean um, channels. Yeah. And I was adding various amounts of gain, you know, like with a tube screamer, uh, OCD yeah. and bits like that. And, and nothing was kind of getting that that sound. Um, so I had a brainwave of just like, okay, get the Friedman Biggie one channel, just take off all the gain and yeah. then just bring it and just keep playing the riff and see when it sounds right. And literally a, and the gain was like 0.1. And then that was it. It just it hit like that. And then I just used a little bit of EQ frequencies just to kind of emphasize it that little bit more. And it, it came out absolutely perfectly. Makes sense. Yeah, it, it it does make sense to me now, but it's a kind of it's an unusual way to make a guitar tone by taking all the gain out your amp. Yeah, like running a gain channel but without the gain. <laughs> yeah, it 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 was, yeah, it was a very strange way, but then I tried it and it worked perfectly, so who am I to judge? Indeed. It should retain the overall flavour as well, so it should, that should be um, should be quite unified with the, the higher gain frequencies. Yeah. Um, I had to just do, like, say, a little bit of coloration with the EQ, but once I sorted that, it, it sounded really nice, and um, okay. when I've done some of the his other project band emigrate um he uses that tone quite a lot and i've had a lot of people asking me how i've done it and i'm like yeah well now you can get the patch for you so you've uh you've made those available to download yes i have so you can all sound like richard and ramstein and whatever you want to do with it amazing nice indeed uh, what else have I done? I bought a drum kit, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, that you showed you showed us a picture of that, and it it looks like it's going to be an absolute pain in the ass. You know, I got it set up, and it was it was uh, I think it must have been about nine o'clock by the time I finished it in the cold summer house last night. But just before we come on the podcast, I was out in there, and um, I fucked it up through to my interface, and then programmed it all through Get Good Drums. Cool. Mm. So I'm using that kind of um like just to give it a better sound. And <laughs> it sounds really fucking good. Nice. And the it, can you then record the the MIDI um MIDI patterns into your DAW then? Yes. Yeah. You can adjust them as well normally. Yeah, you can, I can um so if like say I wanted to I don't know, just play whatever drums I'd record the pattern, and then obviously it would all come straight through uh, through get good drums. Nice. And you can export that. What um what are you using for an uh, a DAW at the moment? Uh logic. Uh, and I'm assuming you can export MIDI files from that. Yes. Cause, um 
garage band didn't let you do that and that was that really pissed me off because i'd made some absolutely amazing like like bass guitar parts and and drum patterns uh, and it wouldn't let me export the MIDI that I'd I'd programmed into it. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, yeah, logic. Like I can literally just like um, just with one click, just straight out, mm. uh, export it, and then do whatever you you need to do with it. So I have a feeling that I'm going to end up being like the resident pedalboard doom session session drummer or something. Yeah, pedalboards of drum is. Uh... oh dear but yeah i'm I'm excited by that because i can i can run some of those midi uh patches through my um my drum vsts as well and get some real real nasty sounds i'm looking to get some like some backing tracks running that are you know allow me to do some modal stuff so um to make me sound better than i am basically so yeah (laughs) Uh, it's it's quite interesting, but let's not give all of our secrets away. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Lee, what you been up Yo. to, my man? What you been a up lot. to? A lot, an awful lot. Yeah. Um. So, just before we started this podcast, I was um uh, working with the Analog Alien guys, um, uh, because they were doing an interview with Guitar Guitar. Uh, on the range of pedals and like um, all the artists that they work with, which include people like Stevie Wonder and Pino Paladino, bass player for no, yeah, um, Paladino, yeah. Indeed. Um, he, he yeah he uses their Alien Bass Station, which is like a a, a limiter, an amp generator, and a, a fuzz. Uh, he uses that as his primary pedal um, and has done for years and years and years. And he's just putting a, a new order for a, an extra one because he's going on tour with um, John Mayer. Who, sorry? Um, John? John John Mayer. Oh, no. Who's that? Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, and there's loads and loads of people using their gear. Um, yeah. The, the, Joe the, Walsh was one, didn't didn't you mention yeah. uh, of yeah, of the Eagles fame? The Eagles, yes, um, the the uh, Eagles cover band. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe, Joe Walsh uh, has his own signature pedal with, um, uh, and yeah, it's really really great. It's up on pedal boards that don't pin to the top at the moment. Um, so like do, right does, this minute, but does, um, I assume with Analog Alien, like doing a, a live stream with guitar, guitar, does that mean their pedals are now going to be stocked in guitar guitar stores? Yes, they are. Yeah, go check them out, man. Um, I mean, I do have a local guitar guitar store, and it happens to be one of my favourites. <laughs> we both do, indeed. Oh, yes, of course, because you trip. live next door to each other. I forgot about that. Yeah, we are um, next door neighbours. Hi, Josh. <laughs> 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 I just realised this is an audio yeah, podcast. That can't see you waving out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. So, so that that's that's great fun. Um, last week I I headed over to Germany to uh, play um, with Ramstein, and that was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did no, you? I went, I went, did you now? <laughs> Did you? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I went over to Germany to spend some time with my, uh, my family away from family who are Tempedia. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, and that was great. I had uh, went from Friday to uh, sorry Wednesday to Friday over the ten hours on the train, man, there and back. Yeah, so it was it was it was nice. And when you when you start getting to Scandinavia, obviously you get more and more pine trees and these sort of things. So it does change, and it's interesting that you're changing climate as you go through. Yeah. Um, but uh, at one point, it actually got so warm on the train, I started feeling a little bit travel sick because of the sun coming through the window and stuff like that. And I was like, bloody hell! So I've been in on the train in June or something like that. And you're gonna have to explain these concepts to to us here. So, sun. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of well, that. Is it, sure, has it not been it particularly sunny at home then? No, it has not. I have been freezing been my nips off for about two weeks. Oh yeah, it's been cold. No, it's been, it's been cold. It's like at night time. I think I, we saw the sun about three weeks ago, briefly indeed. for a, like half a day. But other than that, it's been rain and misery. So I mean, right you now, business as usual. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> was like today during the day it was 12 degrees but right now it's minus two outside there you go so it's, you know it has been cold but the sun has been absolutely amazing here not that this is a weather report my name is not michael fish so <laughs> i mean that is that's a, a like a deep very old school british cut there that is isn't it <laughs> yeah i should say <laughs> I mean, that's matt, what we call the american listeners <laughs> matt do you even get that I mean, I know, I know of the the Michael Fish because was he was the one that said there wasn't going to be a storm, and then there was yes, a worse storm, the storm, fucking hurricane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mean, storm to be fair, Josh is like four months younger than me, so you know, um, I actually had to study that for my geography A levels. I what? didn't study it the, for the A levels. Times of uh, Michael Fish. Fish. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I actually did that in history, but I like I am well aware of the the story of the stupid. <laughs> Where the man saying stupid things on the TV. I, well, I didn't mean it because um, cause your age. I meant it because of um, uh, living in the Isle of Man. Oh, yeah, we 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 get the same like TV stations until. But I mean, even now, like it's it's just Northwest TV. So I, ITV, we get Border, and um, the BBC, we get Northwest. So like, I mean, yeah. I, I'll get bored of ITV as well. I'll be honest. <laughs> 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 I miss it a little bit actually, but then again, I didn't watch too much of it when I was at I mean, home anyway. So. I, I, I I haven't had a TV that's been plugged into an aerial or a skybox in probably six years, so I've not yeah. watched live TV in that time. Yeah, I'm with you, officer. I haven't, so, I, honestly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they can come in and check if they want. The, the TV's literally not plugged into anything apart from a power socket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was um, that was part of my week, and then when I came back from Tampedia, I didn't come back empty-handed. Um, I actually, um, with permission, stole one of their Strandberg guitars that they had knocking around. Um, which, if you go on to Tampedia, it's the um, Bowden Six. Uh, I think it's just the standard one, actually, and it's this beauty here. And um, my thoughts were, let's, I, I wanted to try a seven string, as you know, I've been talking about that for ages, but we didn't have one. And I thought, Do you know what, it'd be worth trying to get to know whether I like the neck. Yeah, because they this, are like, very, very unique necks, aren't they? Yeah. And um, I found it very, it's very smooth, very, very smooth. It's like satin, uh, really really nice and 
the way it puts stop uh, wanking the finger in the right place. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> the way it puts your fingers in the right place is lovely. The um, the intonation is like spot on because it's fan fretted. Um, I've Thank not found you. anything I don't like about it. I've only run it through my Wazirs so far. It didn't take me very long to get used to the neck, and I thought that was going to be my biggest hurdle. Yeah, I, I was afraid that I wasn't going to like it. Because it's and, almost trapezoidal um, in the um, the profile, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, asymmetric. Yeah, and then it then it kind of shifts. It like the 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 flat bit on the back shifts downwards as you as you go down the neck to to put your hand in the like theoretical perfect position. Yeah, absolutely, and it's um, it's really comfortable. I, I I play above the twelfth fret a lot. And it really does make playing up there easy. It allows you to put your thumb in the right place and get really good purchase with your thumb, if you if you really need to, if you really want to like get some good bends on and stuff like that. Um, um, if you really really want to zig a zig ah, yes, it, it does that too. <laughs> it, I tell you what it does do. It makes getting your thumb over for the for the low E super easy as well. So if you want to get like a sort of Hendrixy bits and pieces, it's so easy. Like your thumb almost just sits there naturally. I mean, I I, I don't think I could imagine Hendrix converting to one. I'll be honest. <laughs> but I mean, he was always like trying out new gear ahead of everyone else, though, weren't he? So. Maybe it's not too much of a stretch of an imagination that he would have tried something like this. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah. He was an innovator, uh, weren't he? He, he did he like to set was. guitars on fire as well. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I, there's I, argument, I, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I do joke, but actually, um, I've actually tried a headless guitar, which I know I all I do is say they're stupid and they look stupid. And I, I stand by... I think that I'd, I'll just never get used to the way they look. Yeah. But um, I don't know whether it's I'm pretty sure it was a Strandberg, but one of my mates was in some form of like speed metal band and he was, he was experimenting with one of these for a while. And I tried it and I, I didn't get on with the neck, but I'm the kind of person who wants the fattest neck, the biggest chunkiest neck that you can yeah, possibly I get. Yeah, I am normally as well, actually. I, I but, really but like the I, I just, neck. I couldn't get on with it, but it I, it was no weirder to me than an Ibanez wizard neck. So, I mean, that, that is that's, that's kind crazy of where indeed, I was that, thinking. Isn't it? That's where I was thinking because I don't like the Ibanez wizard necks. I've I've played a lot of them and they feel horrible to me. They really do. Whereas this feels much more in the realms of my strat. Actually, it feels much more comfortable. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I just. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely have a place, and there's definitely people out there who love them, and obviously you're you're really enjoying playing one, but um, yeah, I just they're they're not for me. No, yeah, um, yeah the the struggle to convince me. Um, however, uh, my my experience is only playing one. I'm sh- I'm sure it was a very similar model to that actually, um, and. Yeah, it, okay, I I played it for like twenty minutes, um, if that, in fact, and it it was a it was an odd experience because it like like I said, like a, almost like a trapezoidal neck rather than like a standard rounded shape, which yeah, I, I think it's, 
Do you know what I think it's like? I think it's if you if you get one of these, you're going to spend a lot of time thinking about the neck. If you just kind of like forget about it, suddenly it just it just it's normal. It's um, the sort of thing where I think <clears> in the first time you're playing it, you should actually play it blindfolded because then your hand's naturally just going to fall into place. <laughs> That's not going to do anything for my playing. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my problem there is like. I'm like, if they're fan fretted, I'm pretty sure straight away if I tried to play any scales, I'd, I'd go straight out because I thought you, I'm just so used you don't. to it. But it, like, it, is it not just like your muscle memory puts your fingers in the wrong place and you have to slightly relearn? You would think that, but no, not at all. I think, I think this, the, I think the angle is so little that it just doesn't make any difference. I, I honestly thought that that was what was going to happen. And I thought, oh my god, I'm going to be like trying to go for a, an E, and I'll be hitting like a, a D or an F sharp. Uh, sorry, an F or a D sharp or something like that. Uh, and it's not the case. It's just, I, in fact, I I very rarely miss a note playing this. Um, maybe maybe that's how all guitars should have been from day one. <laughs> I don't know, but it, it's. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, let's it, it, let's not throw brilliant. shade at the Telecaster. Which is <laughs> the perfect instrument, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's I I I'm I honestly thought that's what was going to happen. I thought, oh, no, I don't know, it could be the fan frets, it could be the neck and everything like this. But they what what um, Ola did say when he um, was talking about how we dis- went about designing this is kind of looked at the guitar and said, okay, what would happen if I was to use all of the knowledge, but kind of attack it from as if I no other guitar has been made. So I've got all this knowledge. What would I do just using lots of engineering to like make it perfect? Um and that's kind of like where he went with it. Were these the first people to like do fan fan fretting though? I don't I think they were no. Don't think he, fan fret. He was the only this first person to do it, I think. Uh that was uh Sir Sir Fan Fret. Of uh, <laughs> Westalton, <laughs> the wetlands. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh man, um, yeah, I, I, I like it. Stainless steel frets as well, which is nice. You get a little bit plinky, but really good. You've got the coil taps on because you've got a five-way switch on two humbuckers. So yeah, he, um, he definitely wasn't the first person to do a fan fret guitar because that was Bandora in the 16th century <laughs> <laughs> I mean it missed out by a few years bloody hell mm. that's, yeah. what, that's what Wikipedia tells me anyway so if you've got so any, if you think I'm correct. wrong people go and have an argument with Uncle Wikipedia one thing that has shocked me about this is um, you know that it's going to be very light because it's missing half the guitar right yeah. So, um, uh, and that that came into its own when I was using it with the Wazareers, and I was sitting there, and I was just like, I feel like I'm actually playing air guitar a little bit here, um, and I, I sat <laughs> around for about four hours, actually just shredding the fuck out of this, uh, and it was just amazing, and and I was basically playing better than I've ever played before, which is great, but I kind of expected it to sound naturally like acoustically to sound like i was just had a couple of strings strapped to a bit of plastic it doesn't it's really resonant listen yeah there's a lot of tone there just in the 
and that's that that's like similar to the strat and these sort of things so you know i think the les paul's got more but less chambered as well although if i remember rightly i think these are chambered actually aren't they really thin how <laughs> could there be any chamber in that are they, are they like wafer thin all oh, right no. okay no it's not as wafer thin as i thought it was going to be no, this, this no, I've, I've definitely seen thin ones, but well, if you look, because you've got the belly cut there, that's, yeah, that's so nowhere near generous enough. There. That <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, man, it's so comfortable, so comfortable because you've got this cutaway here at the bottom, and that's great for your leg, uh, great for your leg there. But this one, if you want to like sit there and you want to hold it like I'm holding it like here, classical. classical style absolutely bang on for just sitting down and like shredding the, so, the problem is you've said that and it's reminded me of that meme that's going around with the classical guitar with the big bottom through that you put your leg through <laughs> i've not seen that <laughs> yeah there's, there's memes that float around where you put your leg through the bottom hole of an, a like a classical guitar and that's how you hold your yeah it, mm. i'll stop going on about that now <laughs> indeed indeed but I, I i like it a lot um oh bloody hell uh, <laughs> it slides on the floor with its borrowed guitar and it's now two guitars I mean we've got <laughs> audio audio proof here that he's just bashed that up um, yeah no, it's like a, a two, guitar, two and a half grand guitar just like <laughs> drop it on the floor devalued it by a, a couple of hundred quid there um, Matt, <laughs> yeah. Matt 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 you have yes. done your first ever gig yes my first ever gig of 2022 of <laughs> yeah I really enjoyed it. Um, the the pub had a darts turn- tournament on early on in the day, so it was absolutely rammed. Um, nice. And yeah, it just everybody was well lubricated, shall we say? And it just yeah, from <laughs> from, from minute one, just everybody up singing, shouting, dancing. Um, I managed to actually get to get some decent volume out of the studio vintage as well. Because it's only the second gig I've played with it. Um, managed to crank it up a bit more just because fuck people's ears. It's not my problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you um, signed away that right when you came into the, the venue. Yeah, so I, I cranked it up a little bit louder than I probably should have done. But um, it, yeah, it just sounds so good. Um, it's, it's at the point where, like, the I wasn't particularly using any, like, I, there's barely any songs where I need clean. Yeah. So I was like, fuck the clean tone and I'll roll some volume off if I have to. Um, and just go for kind of like a crunch, and then I was literally just using the the heavier side of the Messiah as like an extra crunch, and then the Antares for lead. Um, nice. Yeah, just sounded so good. Um, absolutely loved every second of playing with it, and yeah, play played some good stuff. Had people like screaming for more, pretty much all the way through. Just yeah, really enjoyed it. Managed so- to yeah. T- basically tear the roof off with comfortably numb which was great because i we were like we were worried because it was because the pub, the pub was so kind of rowdy and obviously it's quite a slow slow yeah. song so we were worried that it would kind of kill the atmosphere but everybody loved it so yeah really good i'm down to clown with that i mean new like breaking news here is that a loud martial amp sounds sounds good <laughs> like yeah loud valve amp played yeah. loud Sounds good. My valve amp through an orange cab with two V30s in it. Yeah. Nice. It's good tone. Indeed. I mean, it sounds it. And uh, what were we using guitar-wise for the... Uh, uh, Strat and Les Ball, because, you know, I am just generic guitarist number seven. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why why break a formula that works? 
it ain't yeah, broke. I mean, don't try and fix it. Yeah, I mean, like it, it just yeah, like I don't know why I hit back against the strat for so long because pretty much I think I've used it since it, every gig since I bought it, and yeah, it's just perfect for you know the the songs where you don't want to let that Les Paul kind of too much. Yeah, so it's the perfect kind of antithesis to that. So yeah, Les Pauls do a do a thing, don't they? They do loud brash rockiness. Um, yeah, which is about sixty percent of the set. So you know, I use that for about sixty percent of the time. And then when you're doing sort of like sixties rock and roll, you don't particularly want a, a Les Paul sound when you're doing like rock and roll stuff. Like if you're doing an Elvis song, yeah, you don't really need Les Paul. No, because it like so. even though like back then they probably would have been using like like big body three, gibsons five. yeah like, like the three yeah. three fives or or even like the big jazz boxes they the the pickups were wound so so much that they were trying like the the pafs were trying to emulate single coils anyway yeah so they were really yeah. bright yeah and it yeah it is it's just that it's that kind of thing of like the yeah, there's plenty of stuff in the set where like i realistically need a strat so i've now got a strat and like i've i've come to terms with the fact that i'll use the strat more often than i ever thought i would even though i like play it playing it at home like unless i'm playing blues i won't play the strat because it just the single coil sound just isn't for me it like you need it for a couple of blues songs but like for the most part you can get away with a les paul but like in the mix and like in a live situation yeah. sometimes the les paul is just too much yeah 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 i, lo- I love single coils i absolutely love them the fact that you you've now kind of succumbed to the strat, is it time that I now start appreciating reverb? Is it like <laughs> have, have we to. have we come to a treaty here? <laughs> How can you not appreciate reverb? What is wrong with you? Delay is better. I agree. Delay is better. It's um, an ongoing thing. You need you get reverb no matter what. So, like, it's just how much. If you're playing in a little room, you're going to have less reverb than if you're playing in a a, a big hall, but you're going to have reverb no matter where you are. Oh, yeah, unless you're in a cave, and then it's a bit like a slapback, isn't it? Still like yeah, but even still, it's reverb. like a slapback and reverb at the same Indeed. time. Yeah. It's a bit like the Caverns pedal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. I've, I've, I've just noticed that we are... So, somewhat into this podcast <laughs> um, and the the flippant remark that i said about 45 minutes in before we get anywhere near news uh is looking like a reality <laughs> um, well, well i mean you know we have all been busy boys indeed uh, i i have as well um the second of i my... have as well i have i have <laughs> no, it was our, um, our open pussy um uh, so this the second in the no talk tone versus series suck it matt there is more than one <laughs> um, this um was the dark matter versus the ultimate drive ultimate drive has got a bit of a cult following um mainly as like a sludgy doom machine and the dark matter like in in various forums both of these are considered uh to be ocd clones and then, like in the same breath, others are saying no, they're not, and then they're not really. But well, no, I don't think that's right because I think the um, the ultimate drive is a direct clone of the OCD. Um, no, so, like <laughs> no, no. Point, just just no, <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> I think it is. Um, if it's if got you less knobs hasn't it? 
No, no, it's it's the same layout. It's an um, OCD. But um, the component values in it are wrong. The same. Um, they're not. Um, <laughs> and it has it has a different characteristic. The the um, the Joyo goes further in the gain spectrum, and go. You get this kind of sludgy, um, like farting out kind of broken speaker kind of sound with the the ultimate drive that you don't get with a lot of the ocds um and the dark matter definitely definitely ain't ocd based um I, I read somewhere that it was uh based on like a a jmp um circuit but it also sounds like quite rat-esque but it, either way they're kind of they're in the same ballpark and I was surprised for the second week on the trot, the poles have come up Joya. Like, <laughs> th- there's so much love for the dark matter. People are saying, yeah, it's like the, there's much more openness to it. It's it's a lot tighter sounding drive. But then you just get to that ridiculous full gain mode and people go, huh, noise goes brr. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and it's enough to win people over. So it looks I, like, yeah, I, th- uh, I think there's there's another um, there's another like issue here, which is one of these pedals looks like a Sith Lord and the other does not. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the the dark matter suffered for for the longest time of its name and its look. It looks like it's going to be as fucking brutal as anything. And then you you plug it in, and it's actually really quite subtle. Shit. (laughs) Fuck you, Josh. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, To be honest, I I could justify owning both of them, Um, much like I did last week with the the, the Tube Screamers that do two two totally different um, Tube Screamers sounds. These two quote-unquote OCDs do two totally different sounds, and... I can justify owning them. So so um I'm gonna carry on doing that. Um but the the real there will be a third one coming out, but I'm not telling you what that is yet, because the next the next week's no talk or tome tone tome no talk all tone is an actual one this week. It is a return of the Jed's Peds. We have got a Jed's Peds Univibe, which features a proper lamp. So it's like proper proper Univibe old school tech. Um, and spoilers, it's rather nice. Do you mean a lamp as in the thing that makes light that you stick on your bedside table? No, it means a photo cell. No, the lamp is rather than an LED, it's, a, it's an actual like filament lamp kind of tiny, okay. tiny little version. I like the ones you used to get in school. When is you that doing, inside like, the, the pedal? Yeah, yeah, it's inside the it's inside the pedal. Uh, it's... So what you're saying is, on a circuit diagram, it's a circle with a cross in it instead of a triangle with a line. Y- yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> that's exactly but... what he was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to get yeah. my head around, like, yeah. So it's it's an it's an old school light bulb instead of a yeah yeah modern LED. And and the like LEDs behave in a really kind of linear fashion because of that you get a really uh linear wave with the um 
the like fluctuation, the the frequency of the effect. With yeah. the lamp, you you almost get this kind of lopsided sine wave. So it almost like ramps up and then drops straight off. Okay. Um, which is really characteristic of the old uh, old Univive circuits, which you don't get with the uh, the shaky Jimmy. As much as it sounds awesome, it's not that exact sound. Um, I'd like and to see them side by side, actually. Well, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's the following week's video. Isn't maybe it? <laughs> no, it, it isn't. Versus. It isn't. But it will. It it almost certainly will be. Um, because the Moe and Shaky Jimmy, I I hold up as being like a gold standard of like affordable uni vibe. Um, this this one requires you to put a little bit more effort in because it's it's like a here are the parts, make it yourself. Oh, um, don't they sell them ready made? They do, they do. I think this kit ready made is close to a hundred quid. I have a question. Do you? Indeed. Who the fuck still uses a Univibe? Oh, loads of people. Loads like of people. Robin Trower. <laughs> like, Robin Trower has, has been keeping the Univibe train going for decades. Oh, this is probably going to be, like, showing my age and naiveness, but, like... Who? Uh, <laughs> Ro- Robin Trower? <laughs> Son okay. of Mr. But... and Mrs. Trower? <laughs> 37, Swansea um, Street. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure John Mayer's used them. Joe Bonamassa's has used them. There you go. You're really not selling the Uvia vibe by saying that, though. <laughs> but like, those are artists that have released music within the past five years. I'll tell you what, they sound great. Yeah, to the detriment of society. Mm, I mean, Sobrock was good. Um, Bonamassa. It's it's hard to justify anything past Blues Deluxe. I think. Did you see the news today about Bonamassa? Oh, isn't I've he seen, like single-handedly I've bringing tubes back? I've seen photoshopped screenshots <laughs> that no one can link me to the actual article. Yeah, right. But so the, the, I don't think the article exists, but I've seen about eight or nine different photoshops of screenshots saying that he's going to try and make tubes in the States, but I've, nobody can actually link to that article that that's a screenshot of. Oh, I mean, that's, Can you imagine an, if they've got Johnny Bonamassa written on them? They're gonna yeah, be like, it's a natural progression going from flip-flops and towels to <laughs> hand-blown glass tubes, isn't it? Um, <laughs> hand-blown. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the, the response in the comments seems to be either, can you give me a link to which the answer is always no. ignore? And the other bit is a lot of people saying that like you couldn't make vacuum tubes in the States because of certain restrictions that are in place in most of the states. So. I mean, if you can what's buy the, them there, the source, you can bro? make them there. What's no. the source, bro? Trust me. Trust me, bro. <laughs> Trust me. It's, yeah. it's a little bit like that um, that RE20 compact, isn't it? Um, people going, yeah, yeah, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. And then like two days later, actually, this is not bullshit, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been up to this week. And I think it's time that we do a lukewarm hot take because it's it's about that time we we're warmed up enough for it to be lukewarm right this is this is your your lukewarm hot take isn't it matt i think you've it been elected is. to do this one because actually before we before we move on to this one we have to mention the results of last week um and it was a lot closer than it should have been i didn't i i weren't fully sold on this comment myself 
That's why it's lukewarm. Uh, but yeah, Randy Rhodes not being the the best Aussie guitarist got, I think it was like 60% of the votes were for Randy and then like 40 were for the... So I, I had a question that nobody answered. Do you include Black Sabbath guitarists or is it just Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist? We, we, uh, yeah, I did I, answer you. I think, yeah, I think to give myself a fighting chance, I have to include Iomi in that. Well, in that case, Randy Rhodes is not the best. Yeah. Yeah, Iomi is just like... King. Yeah, just... He is. The godfather of The fact that he can play play guitar without a couple of fingers, like, you know... That's metal as fuck, isn't it? Yeah. Even before metal metal was invented. Oh, yeah, I've I've chopped off the end of my fingers, but it's fine. To be honest, metal as fuck is the origin story. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. I mean, Black Sabbath are a band that sh- really shouldn't have ended up happening, but they did, and the world is a better place for it. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So you, this week's hot take, Matt, go on, take us away. This week's hot take is tubes are, tubes are dead, tube amps are dead, stop using them, move digital, whether it's <laughs> solid-state amps or whether it's full-on modelling. Like... Unless you want to mortgage, remortgage a house every time you want to fix your valve amp, then just move on. Like the, we've got close enough as it is. There's things out there like your Kempers and your other kind of things that will model what we've got for now, and then when what we have now sets itself on fire because it's seventy, eighty year old technology, we can move on to using real amps. <laughs> Before we start real discussing it. amps. I want to come in and say uh, I spoke to some friends who run or work for um, some amp companies, um, some big ones as well, and um, they the, said we're the... fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Who yeah. is this boomer?" <laughs> they, they they all said, "Buy yourself a Helix or an Iridium." <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that uh, seems a little bit counterintuitive. <laughs> I'll be honest, Matt. The, the overall take was um, this isn't anything new because in 2019, the ch- big Chinese factory that was uh, producing valves shut down. So it's been restricted for quite some time and getting valves has been just difficult for ages anyway. So um, it's with, with what's going on, it's not just the valves as well because there's a lot of factories in the areas that have been hit that were producing other components other than valves um that were needed for not just the making of um amps but uh pedals and these sort of things as well yeah so i'm not saying that to push the argument one way or another i just thought it's valuable information to consider uh, it, i mean what you said there is we're on an even keel in terms of being fucked um so it's not just valve amps it's all amps and all pedals and we should <laughs> probably just stop playing guitar <laughs> um so, so yeah I, I, thanks I for did, that lee <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a like something to add into this which is worth considering um the you know you know i really love the victory v4 amps so i've got the kraken i've got the duchess on my board and i use them as my stereo rig um yeah, yeah. They've got the power amps in them, which are the Class D um, power amps, not digital, but Class D. And then they've got four valves, which aren't like AX7s. They are um, uniquely unique valves, which Martin has voiced in such a way. Um, Mm -hmm. So he voices the clipping. Um, And 
Victory actually have a metric shit ton of these um, of these valves, like almost like an endless supply of them, and they're yeah. not coming from anywhere. They are they have them. They're old military valves which no one was using. So and they're all perfect. And they're just going yoink. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so um, yeah, if if you want that kind of like middle ground, yes, it's a class D power amp, but it sounds amazing. And you can do what I've done and put your amps on your board. So you know, happy, happy Mondays. I mean, they they did this back in the nineties, didn't they? Um, with like the the Valve Tech amps, and it really didn't work then. But I'll be honest, the the Victory stuff that I've heard, like these kind of hybrid floor amps, flamps, um, sounds leagues above what was going on back then. I, th- I think uh, a big thing of that is you've got the guy who designed all the Cornford amps designing them so makes a bit of a difference i mean but back then you had like the the minds of the people behind vox amps and the minds of the people behind martial amps of the time creating these hybrid amps as well so you would assume they would know to it as well like wasn't there a lot of these hybrid amps were designed to be cheaper so you could pick them up like uh, like the bandits and stuff like that. They were designed to be um, a lot cheaper, and bandits were great. But <sighs> bandits sound like wet ass. I don't I don't see why people are so obsessed <laughs> with the bandits. They sound like I, th- I feel like this is probably a hot take here in and of itself. But we'll save that for another week. Um, but, but, I, but you know, the victory stuff isn't designed to be cheap. It's designed no, to no, sound no. good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it, it was that that it was. It was designed to a price point because, like, the speakers in those were always like cheap, shitty ceramic speakers, um, and they they were kind of entry and like just above the like the MG series. It was like MG series, and then it was like the AVTs. Um, same with like the Vox Valvetronics amps. They were like just above the like cheap modeling versions. And then, <laughs> but it, it, yeah, they weren't they weren't then designed to. Um, to take over the, the the bigger amps, mainly because they still had components back then and could still make the old ones. <laughs> yeah, this is it. They they didn't want to kind of like say, "Oh, like buy this instead of." They were like, "Buy this as your entry. This is your entry drug. We're going to sell it to you cheap, and then hopefully you'll buy my five grand amp from me later on." Like if if it if that tone was the thing that was trying trying to get you onto onto the, the, the good amps. It's like... You can't say to... didn't because we're all sat here as evidence that it did. But it's 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 like trying to um, get you onto like hot cuisine by feeding you tins of Marmite. Going, well, there you go. It's, it's quote-unquote I mean, quote food. You've just described more or less my... my uh, my journey in food. <laughs> <laughs> Do love a bit of Marmite. Oh dear. You either hate it or you're wrong is the, the slogan for it. <laughs> it? Um, but there you go. Yeah. So going back to the uh, back to the hot take here is that valve amps are dead and that we should all go. Yeah, and it, do you know what? It's not even because valves are going to become more difficult to get hold of because whether it's now or it's five years down the line or it's ten years down the line, if nothing changes um, in yeah. the mind of one insane man who happens to be in control of a country that has produced 
50% of the valves for the last seven years or whatever it is since that Chinese factory stopped. Yeah. It's good. We're going to get to a point where, you know, whether it's now, whether it's five years down the line, whether it's 10 years down the line, they're going to be more and more difficult to get hold of. And demand yeah. probably not going to change, but supply is going to halve. There's not many. There's, I think there's one other factory that's producing these. I can't yeah. even remember now if there's anywhere. Yeah. So you like, we're going to get to that point, but that's that's beside the bite. We're at a stage now in music where the modeling stuff, the likes of the quad close cortex, enough, your, your helix is so close that if you went to a gig and your favorite artist was using a quad cortex instead of the amps that they recorded with, you wouldn't be able to tell and you're a guitarist. So why are we still using this technology that create I... the, the valves themselves are horrific to create for the environment like so bad so why not why not just stop why not just say no more we've got these tones they exist in the ether you can I... put them in your hecamper put them in your quad cortex put you in your helix we kind of my way of weighing it in is off i kind of feel like as the technology's moving on that yes people are moving more towards digital and I think I'm probably going to get slightly, not outgunned for saying this comment, but I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of stick for it. It is predominantly, shall we say, the elitists and boomers that are the only ones that swear by valves and that there's nothing else better I mean, in I, I think that's a really short-sighted, a sweeping statement. Um, I, honestly, it, it's like just like saying everyone who uses valves and likes them is, is a beamer or something like that. I think there's a lot more to it than that. Valves do sound better than the um than the stuff that's trying to copy it. I think where where we're gonna see a revolution is when the solid state stuff tries to be itself. I've played you know, I I've played valve like valves. I've played you know, admittedly, you no, know, it's not like I've played a dumble or anything like that, but I've played for a couple of JVMs, which you know, which are, I think are better than the eight hundreds. I guess that could be a hot take in in itself. <laughs> JVMs uh, are wicked. I've uh, played for a couple of victories and bits and maces, uh, Engels, and I don't know. I'm all. I always feel very underwhelmed. Yeah, you have to play them at volume. You really do have to play them at very high volume um, to get anywhere, and that is one of the big downsides for valve amps. It really is. I think there is also the argument that things like the the new tube and stuff like that could start seeing its its uh, glory day with the the um, troubles that we're having. Yeah, the problem I mean, is they've been trying to push this new tube for. 25 years and yeah it's just called tube now it's it's, it's not like, new I mean, anymore i mean yeah but he, he, like beside that like have you heard that those little box heads that use the new tubes would you use one instead of an ac15 i've not played one i've not played I, one i i can guarantee if you played one of them next to an ac15 you would pick the ac15 every single time because the new tube technology just doesn't react in the same way yeah, it's not and there yet. You're used to it, whereas I think we're at the point now where some of the modelling software in things like Kempers and stuff yeah, acts reacts so well enough. close. Well, look at the, um, was it the Ibanez, when they did that, was it the TS, the True Screamer? The with new, the, new um, True Screamer, yeah. Yeah, like, 
they came out. I think I heard about them for all of three months, and I, I've I've not heard why, of anything about them since. There was a big fault with them, and they had to recall them all. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Like I said, the only thing really I can think of as well. They were very they were expensive. three times the price. I think we've yeah, actually got really expensive. We've actually got one on Timepedia. So if you want to go and compare it against the the proper tube screen, you can, can do that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of with those new tubes in now that's still on the market is those little Vox heads, and I've tried one, and they just naff. Like, seriously, like, it, I'd, I'd genuinely buy a Katana over one of those. Ooh, mm. I think yeah. Katanas are very good. Katanas oh, are yeah, very, and, very and good. and that's what I mean. Like, we're now at the point where whether you want a baseline kind of sound at low volumes like a katana, or you want to spend that so much extra and get the the tones of your heroes, you want to buy a, a, a quad cortex or you want to buy a Kemper or whatever, you can get whatever sounds you want and what at whatever price point you can afford, just like you can with a valve amp. So yeah. why are we still obsessing with valves? And I, I do it myself when yeah. actually the gigs that I play with my simplifier, as long as I've got some form of monitoring, when I'm in the moment, I don't notice that I'm not using a valve amp. I think the the issue is that valve valve amps are like horrendous, like horrendously not good for the environment. They're incredibly not convenient with the fact that you have to crank them for them to sound good. And like if you're using them at home, nine times out of ten they sound shit because you can't turn them past a certain volume um but despite that we still use them and the reason we do that is because when you do have those like when all of the planets align and you get that gig and you can crank the absolute bollocks off them they just sound better than the modelers um and it's not a not a tangible thing it's not a like a quantifiable thing it just is um and i i like I will always own a, a valve amplifier because the the times when I can do that, where I can crank that that valve amp, I will, because it, it just it makes me smile inside. Um, that's the, but that's part of the problem. Like again, like as Lee says, it's being able to be in a situation where you can fucking crank it, and you know it, it's very <laughs> few, far in between. <laughs> Let's not be talking about me cranking it. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> that's another hot but, take. Indeed. But <laughs> yeah. that's why I've got the HX Stomp for all of the times where the valve amp isn't convenient because there is absolutely no way that I would be able to record the No Talk Turn series at all if I didn't have that. Like, I would not be able to turn the valve amp on and get anywhere near a decent volume to record these things if, like, because I record them at night time when. People are in bed. Um, I would get my ass absolutely handed to me. Uh, so that like the the modeling software allows me to do that, and it's I'm not dipping down in quality because it sounds fantastic. I think this um, this kind of brings you back to things like the V4 Kraken, though, because you can do that with it, and it's still Valve. Indeed, that kind of straddles uh, a midpoint between the. Um, between the two, and I think we might have to have that as like a third option on the poll rather than just a clear cut 
Valves are the best. All hail Valves. And then um, welcome our modeling overlords. Um, I think yeah. we might need that middle one, Lee's option. I, I, yeah. I would like to see more people utilizing things, not necessarily the new tube, I use it as an example, but like other types of tube, which is what Martin's done there. He's, he's kind of gone, well, hang on a minute. I've got all these tubes. I can actually make them sound good. Um, and I'm sure that there's loads of these valves that are knocking around that, like Matt says, are bad to make for the environment. If they've been made already, isn't it kind of our responsibility to utilize them? So, mm-hmm. you know, why not? Yeah, damage has like, been there, done. There's, there's not an it. endless supply, though, is there? There's not an endless supply. There's like, there, are, there is a finite amount of them. And whether that's, you know, yeah. a year's worth of making victory amps or whether it's 20 years worth of making victory amps, at some point you're going to use the last one. And then what do you do? Yeah, well, that's kind of like the same for any new tubes, thing, I reckon, but... isn't it? But hopefully, by by the point, <laughs> by the end of that, the the factories are still there. But we've also got to think: uh, is this factory going to just stop making tubes because they're not allowed to sell them, or are they going to keep making them, stockpiling them because they know the price is going up, and then they're going to be available again, but should be more expensive? So, so I reckon we 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 end the hot take here and 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 suggest to the um the the listeners, viewers, whatever you are. By this point, I don't care. Um, if you're still <laughs> listening, thank you for staying with well, us. So check out for the poll in the Fret Talk podcast group. If you are not part of the Fret Talk podcast group, be in there because we, we have these hot takes as a poll every week. Um, we should actually officially mention this news that we've been skirted around for the past half hour. Um, <laughs> because we are very much putting the cart before the horse here, aren't we? <laughs> Um, it, and it does. It ties in with our news this week. So, as we have, you've probably twigged, but we're we're going to officially announce it now. That Electroharmonics have announced a um, a restriction on the supply of valves and and because, world exclusive, everybody, world exclusive. Indeed. Well, we've we have actually got a little bit of breaking news with that. Um, the sky but, is blue. So, so <laughs> Electroharmonics. Are responsible not just for electroharmonics tubes; they are responsible for Tungsol, EHX, EH Gold, uh, Genelex Gold Lions, Mullards, uh, Svetlana, and Softec valves. Which is pretty one much of those all is a tennis player. I'm sure one of those is a tennis player. I'm pretty sure that more than one of those <laughs> is a tennis player. I am almost certain that I have, uh, have had inappropriate thoughts about EHX Gold. Um, but there we go uh so there's basically a a a full stop on on like pretty much all of the brands of tubes and as we have um pontificated over quite a lot in this this podcast episode it may be spelling a little bit of trouble for valve makers um in fact actually i was talking to um the the owner um well like previous owner of um honeyboy amps about this because i'd posted this up as my um like on my instagram earlier this week and he was saying how like he was glad how that he'd got out of the business when he had cuz um honeyboy of not long ago i think within the last year of of folded um and he he was just saying, I'm thanking my lucky stars that I've got out of it now because 
the the scarcity of valves um, for big companies is going to be a bit of a problem for a company like him, where he's making like one-off boutique amps. It would, if like if his company hadn't have ended before that, it would have sealed the nails in the coffin. Um, and we we're, we're probably going to get quite a lot of that going on in the next couple of years, where we're seeing uh, like these smaller boutique amp manufacturers not being able to to keep up with it because all of the small boutique amp manufacturers aren't making solid state amps they're not making modelers they're making making the old tech they're making valve amps aren't they yeah and it, it it's mostly i mean it's mostly them making slightly tweaked versions of classic amps which all like unless you know you've got a a thing for the JC120 of the 80s, like any classic amp you can think of as a valve amp at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's an old old tweed amp, or it's a um, or it's like a, a Vox AC, or it's a Marshall, you know, yeah, GMP45 or whatever. Yeah, there's there's so many of these uh, kind of tweaks on those circuits and like little spins, almost like there are tube screamer variants. Yes, yeah. everyone's got their own little take on it. All of the boutique manufacturers make a start from one of these kind of staples within the uh, the amp circuit roster. Um, however, very very recently, I think either last night or this morning, um, there was an announcement from Electro Harmonics saying that um, the supply uh, supply chain has been has been resolved. Uh, however. It has come at a cost, a financial cost. They've said that all of their orders, um, like the the future orders and back orders that they have, will be um, the prices will be increased. And they said that that they're not announcing that just yet, but that will be announced in the future. Um, so if you had orders through Electro Harmonics, they're retrospectively putting those price hikes onto the orders that you you've already put in did say what percentage there's there's no mention of percentage at the moment but um there was a there was mention of like the the canadian um canadian government's uh, import on uh <laughs> fuck off lee no but <laughs> uh there was a mention of the canadian government um putting it up 35% um for imports from Russia. Um that's quite a quite a hike. I was going to say if you know you're talking within the 5 to 10% bracket then I think people are still probably going to be willing to pay that extra. I think if they you know if they are not hands tied behind their back but you know they are in a situation where they haven't got anything else other than their Marshall JVM or whatever, but it's that is a sizable increase. People will pay yeah. it because you you can't um you're not just you're over a barrel, check your yeah. Marshall yeah you're not going to check your Marshall in the bin. But like yes, they'll pay it for the the um, valves that they're creating. But like if you're buying anything else from Electro Harmonics, like their pedals, if they go up thirty five percent, are fighting with a whole new group of pedals. Oh, yeah. I, I doubt it's going to be. um 
I'd say it's going to be the pedals because all of their pedals are um, made in NYC. So I, I doubt there's there's going to be that increase on the on the yeah, pedals, but it's I definitely going. Sure. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll have to see, won't we? Um, but as I've... as the news unfolds at the moment, we are to expect <laughs> that valves are going up, like potentially another. 50%. Yeah, yeah I, I think it only relates to valves from what, what you've said there, but who, who knows what's going to happen. People that have got second-hand amps now in the, who are just going to be taking the tubes out of them <laughs> and just fucking selling them. Oh, absolutely. I've got a, like an old spider um, valve that has got about, I think it's got four um, Softec uh, EL, EL84s in it. They're going on eBay. Tell you that. <laughs> I was just thinking. I've got four valve amps that don't function at the moment. <laughs> I've got I mean, a bunch of valves I took out and changed just why? because one wasn't working. I'm just going to keep them and just replace the one that wasn't working. Um, so I, don't I mean, I've got a drawer for, like it's not even here, but at my mum's, I've got a drawer full of valves that I bought for as replacements for all of the valve amps that I own. So, like, I've. I've I'm in no hurry for for new ones. It's just uh, how often well, do we fair, change? I don't have probably sell them, and that's a house deposit. He was going to say, "What?" <laughs> like Matt comes in next week with a fur coat and a gold tooth. We'll know what's I'm happening. Say, got got goggy looking chain. So when, it's that it's that meme, isn't it? It's uh, I won't tell anyone I've won the lottery, but there will be clues. <laughs> um, so that's it. Oh man. I was going to say that we should end it there. However, we do we really do need to address the bit of uh, <laughs> bit of discussion that uh, Andrew Bimson put forth for us, which was if car brands were uh, guitars, oh. and then followed by again. Fender as Chevy, Ibanez as Ford, Ernie Ball as I think it was Pontiac, um, ESP as Audi, PRS as Lexus, Kiesel um, as Acura. Art, what, art, artist titties, what? Arist, Aristides, isn't it? As Jaguar. Aristides. Um, whatever, whatever, whatever the titties. Uh, Gibson as Plymouth, what? Like, these are some <laughs> real, real odd choices. Um, so, so quickly... We have to clarify what one, what these are in different countries, because I think Acura is Honda, isn't it? Yeah, um, Acura is Honda. And what is Plymouth? Because Plymouth like were like it's, well it's, a, it's an American muscle. Yeah, they're like yeah, muscle cars, aren't they? Yeah, okay. I can't even. I'm yeah. going to say which, which yeah. we don't even do in the UK. You know, you'd probably be talking like the Fox or Monaro at a push. No, because muscle cars don't have as much power as our like 1.6 GTIs and stuff. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I all I like I know I know this is slightly off topic but I had a set of top trump cards as we all did as kids I'm sure and I had a set of car ones and there was one American car in there and I can't even remember what it now, what was now but it had the highest engine capacity it was like 9 liter engine and it was the third lowest on horsepower because yeah, I mean, the Americans just didn't know how to convert like size of engine into power it's it's unreal yeah, it, it, I remember watching Top Gear once and they were like, 
How do they do this? Do they do they actually work? Like, do they actually try to get as minimum amount of horsepower as possible out of as massive engine? Yeah, because I think wasn't it like Clarkson got a fucking like pair of binoculars out? I was like, where's the engine? <laughs> I, I, I assume it's because the engines are so fucking heavy that they just they. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so it's the, the power to weight ratio. Yeah, that was the power to weight ratio, yeah. but I could tell but you I mean, that. Even without that, they, they convert so much of that, um, of the of the volume of the engine to noise instead of power. Indeed, they, they're yeah. converting it all into the wrong type of energy. So I imagine you, a lot of it, though, is efficient. coming down to, to low-end torque. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that'll be part of it as well, but it's just, it's like, they... They looked at size being the biggest thing and not about what they did do. with the size. <laughs> Welcome to Fret Talk Podcast, where we're talking about inefficient American cars. So, if you were to rearrange this, Fender would be what car brand for you? So, I mean, I, I put a big thing in the chat. So, for me, Fender or Volkswagen, because you see hundreds and hundreds of the bastards around and people rave over how reliable they are but actually everyone you've owned has had at least one issue i would agree on that i would i would agree on that <laughs> i mean i i go with the ubiquity of it but i'd i'd say they're more like a ford than because anything else i would also say volkswagen because volkswagen also don't they own no, do they own Audi? I can't remember. No. I think they own Audi, then Audi uh, own Lamborghini. No, no, you're right. I know VW own no, Bugatti right. yeah, as well. Yeah. So on the high end, you have got like the Veyron of fucking... It's the, it's the VAG group. Yeah, I think there's, there's two separate sides to it, though. So I think <laughs> officially, um, I think VW and Audi are officially separate. Indeed, indeed. I think that there's some sort of wall between the two comp- companies. The, the, or they're the same cars. Yeah. Though, it's, called um... the, it's, it's called the Berlin Wall. <laughs> it's called the Gooch, isn't it? But yeah, like uh, between so the yeah, VAG that... group, is... <laughs> they, that is actually what they're called. They are called the VAG group. And I'm sorry because it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's yeah. Volkswagen okay. Automotive Manufacturer. That's that's okay. what they stand for, and and they own. Uh, Volkswagen, Audi, Skoda, say it's a not Porsche, a joke to be made fun of. Um, Porsche, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Lamborghini, Bugatti, yeah. uh, Ducati. So, I didn't know they owned Ducati. So that's fairly recent. Um, Scania as well, but uh, um, yeah, the um, uh, Volkswagens are incredibly unreliable. I've owned, yeah. we discussed this yesterday I've owned stupid amount of cars and um, <laughs> and yeah uh, Volkswagens are ridiculously unreliable yeah. I guess you could also translate that as like you know they were lying about their emissions much like probably Fender were lying about where their rosewood <laughs> comes from <laughs> yeah I mean, wow. and, and the thing is like I'll go back to it every Fender that everybody's unless unless you're buying custom shop at Fender you're buying stuff with electronics in it that you either want to replace or have to replace at some point because but, you know the, the quality's, quality's that, not wouldn't there. Wouldn't that make it a modder 
And then what's the most, what's, what car gets modded the most? Because people don't tend to know. Volkswagen oh, Beetle. Nova, the Volks, that is. No, the Volkswagen Beetle. The Volkswagen Beetle <laughs> gets right. modded the most. Because everyone makes like beach buggies out of they, them They stuff. turn them into beach buggies or they turn them into or a you, fucking dragster or thing. Or you put a or Porsche the, engine It's an American hot rod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, everything stands. <laughs> it's okay. a Volkswagen. How about Gibson then? Because Plymouth, they got done dirty with that. They absolutely no, sure, got done dirty. it's like a Chevy Corvette. It's, it's no. just it's Chevrolet. It's just American brute force. Yeah, no, I think I think we need something that's like over overpriced. Yeah, for what it is. more or yeah, a Dodge more, Viper. So something like a Mercedes, where it's no, like, no, 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 no. They're, I, they're I think generally just I think family it's like cars. A Porsche. I think it's like a Porsche, and I'd say that because okay. it's. It is higher end, to own one. but it's not like Lamborghini <laughs> higher end or like Pagani higher end. It's like you can maybe imagine owning a 911 at some point in your life, and but it's, it's very unlikely you're going to be able to afford to have a Lamborghini or something like that. I mean, um, I'm still pinning hopes that this podcast like... takes off, so <laughs> much... fingers crossed for that Lamborghini. Much like that, you know... Um... Oh, fucking hell, you made me lose my train of thought now, you bastards. <laughs> this is what happens when you hit 30. Fuck. Indeed, yeah. Mate, I'm just uh, in about three months' time, you'll Tuesday. just heal over and you won't be able to walk for three weeks. Um, you know, for the fact that, like, Gibsons are like Porsches is because they're always kind of, like, given that image of a midlife crisis. Damn. Yeah, and, and people who yeah. own a Gibson won't let you not know that they own a Gibson. <laughs> So does that mean yeah, the Gibsons, right. Gibsons right. are the vegans? No, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. This, uh... I see what you're saying there, but no, no, because yeah. people who own Porsches eat steaks. That, uh, that... No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost pre- the opposite, yeah. isn't it? Like a I'm... meatarian. I'm pretty sure that PRS is the vegan. If you go, if you go down, anybody who owns a PRS wants you to know that they they own a PRS. So that's where the, <laughs> I think the vegan PRS is. PRS of Ferrari. Like no, PRS is something like Tesla, where it's yeah no. You're like, this right is there. this is you're ideally right, yeah. like this is the perfect perfect Bung. vehicle, <laughs> um, and it's rough. got yeah and, like it's got all of these fancy mod cons and and whatnot. But wrong, actually, it's... wrong 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 wrong. <laughs> Go it's on, Rolls Royce. No, it's not. No, it's all about it's... for the connoisseur. But for the PRS. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, because Rolls Royce is the vehicle that you don't want to drive yourself; you want to be driven in. So you're saying that people who buy PRS want other people to play their PRS for them. Yeah, point. because there's That's a lot what... of people out there will buy a PRS just because it looks pretty, and they'll put it on the wall and they'll never play it. It's like the Lexus, um, Lexus to Toyota. That is, isn't it? The PRS. It's a little bit fancy, but. It's just a Toyota, really. So you know, do you remember this company Relish who make these um, guitars with Burger the sources. tops that come off, <laughs> and then they like you can swap the pickups in now because they're magnetically hold uh, held in. And I vague they, they were at like um, Nam about four years ago. Is that the one? Yeah, I, I've, uh, yeah, they're they're really cool, um, but they're really expensive as well, and they are proper like high-end luxury like as as much luxury as you can get like probably higher than like a prs custom built uh, guitar i reckon that they're something like pagani or uh, kunaseg or something like that bless you 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's Squire then? Squire, is that... I would say Squire's like a Vauxhall Corsa or Ford. Yeah, Squire's got to be Surely Vauxhall. Surely it's a Datsor, Datsia Sandero. <laughs> they're good. Squire, squires are good. So, it, yeah, so they, Have you ever driven a Dacia Sandero? They're actually surprisingly a, a car that doesn't feel quite as shit as it should do because it's made of plastic. They're just I mean, basically... It, a, it's a French company that own them. That, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Renault, but with plastic over the top instead of like metal and carbon fiber and just you know the normal things that you'd make a car out of yeah yeah okay i'd i'd go with that like that's here for uh like squire and like i don't know like kia or hyundai or something for um for epiphone i'd say maybe voxel slash opal for one and a ford for the other for epiphone and gibson uh epiphone and squire because there are worse brands than them you know you're looking at Encore and stuff like that, and I think that's where it falls into the French cars. Do they cars. even exist anymore? Has anybody seen a new Encore? Encore, Encore would basically be Rover. <laughs> Rover, <laughs> man. Ro- uh, okay, what really cheap company made loads of rubbish guitars, but one really good one? Can't think of any. Like First Act. They made shed loads of really, really cheap, shitty kind of beginner guitars. And then they had the first act custom shop where they released <laughs> like four grand's worth of good versions of them. Because that would be Rover because they got the Rover V12 engine and that's just like, that. that is... Yeah, but I mean, everybody bought the Rover V8 off them, but they didn't stick them in Rovers. Uh, not V12, yeah, V8, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's true, but they were good when they were in Rovers as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually quite like the... The I mean, 90s touring cars they had. That's 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 almost like uh, Floyd Rose guitars, though. That is, isn't it? <laughs> like, yes, they might have made their own guitars, but you see the see the actual Floyd Rose system on everything else. <laughs> mm. And it's okay. so much better. Uh, so, I, I suppose Strandberg would be Kurnasek because they're both from Sweden. 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 What is Line Six then? Well, Yamaha. A you'd say, company. You? You'd say Yamaha. <laughs> So a Yamaha or a Yamaha uh, because they make boats, <laughs> they make bikes. They don't make cars though; they make motorcycles. Uh, yeah, but if you if you stick two of them together, that's essentially a car. <laughs> what? So you stick two <laughs> motorcycles together with two guitars, and you've made a car? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's math, say. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like how the Batmobile works? <laughs> the one in the Dark Knight. Yeah, it's two motorcycles stuck into yeah. Oh dear, and I think that's probably where we need to end it because we are just evolving into nonsense now. <laughs> uh, it's been like a Christmas oh yeah, special. We had done at the start of this segment. Oh my uh, God. Yes, but I suppose we probably did. Right, so uh, Patreon backers, thank you so much for facilitating this nonsense. Um, for as little as two dollars a month, you could be part of that crew of exclusive gentlemen. Uh, they are as follows: Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans. Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast, Mr. Hugh G-Rection. Indeed. Mr. Ben Fletcher with Fletcher Pickups, and Mr. Brian Goer of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Woo! Um, Mr. Fletcher has announced that he's going to be part of the Birmingham Guitar Show coming up as well. So oh, cool. uh, get tickets for that, because it will be, be a loft, that will be a loft. Um, if you want to catch me online, 
you go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, and you do a slash thing, and you put budget pedal chap. Then you replace, I'll, I'll, you replace you your PC because you you've pissed all over it. <laughs> <In> the... <laughs> uh, and then on on YouTube, home to the No Talk or Tone series and the No Talk or Tone versus series, which features a Street Fighter style slam down against two different pedals. You're good. There's only one more episode left of that, so just to make you aware. Indeed, yeah. Enjoy it while while you can. The end of season one and potentially the only season. I don't know. We've, oh. we've got to see if the execs continue on with the, the funding of it. Can I just uh, tell you something I watched earlier today? Because it just popped into my head. And and, and I, I, we can get into a discussion about this next week, but Malmsteen has started his own YouTube channel and he's he doing a, 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 a coffee with Malmsteen <laughs> series where he basically, him and Steve Fire just chat shit about the old days <laughs> in 10-minute segments. And it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Does he have 25 coffee mugs in front of him and he drinks them all really, really quickly and inappropriately? Yeah. If, look, <laughs> if there is anyone in this world who does not need coffee in their system, it is Ingve Malmsteen. It, it, it was cool because it was like listening to two old men just reminisce about the old days in the 80s, but it was Steve Vai and Malmsteen. So it was it was quite cool. Anyway, look, sorry, I've interrupted the intro, but I just I, I would I wish I'd dropped that it's in an earlier. Intro, not an intro. Yeah, so this is yeah. this is the anti-intro, <laughs> mate. It's um, like it's eleven o'clock. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go home. Uh, so from myself. Oh, I've not I've not let you lot do your thingy. You know what? Uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Lee, Pedalboards of Doom, Josh, Corona Mortis, Matt, heel underscore Matt Q. There we go. Yeah. Bish bash it. bosh. Um, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quo, and say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. We from Oh my gosh, it's Josh. And from Leap, Dabba-da-babba-da-babba-da-doom. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. I went to the prison library the other day. I found lots of pros and cons. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Come on. One, two, three. <laughs> oh.